faithwire.com. An Indiana town is canceling a, quote, family-friendly drag show. Well, that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go ahead and make it a daily visit. We would love to have you with us as we go through the news of the day. The news of the cray, as we like to call it, from a Christian perspective. Joining me, as always, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell, also from CBN's FaithWire.com, with a look at what's coming up on the podcast today. What's going on, fellas? Living the dream. Yes, yes, It's indeed. Friday Junior. It is. It's Friday Junior. I got to mention, by the way, real quick, um, we are, I wanted to say this now so you don't get surprised in your, in your feed. If you're a follower of this podcast, we are going to be, we have an exciting rebrand of this podcast coming uh, up in just a couple of weeks. And um, we are going to start making this podcast happen in the morning so you can start your day with it. Uh, Right now, it's just usually whenever we find time in the morning at some point to record and it goes up at some point in the middle of the day. So um, so it'll be a morning podcast, exciting rebrand coming with CBN and Faithwire. So I uh, just wanted just wanted to keep that on your radar so you're not shocked and going, what is this new podcast on my feet? So anyway, <laughs> Look at I that. digress. I know. I know. Look at that. Well, we're going to be talking about a number of stories today. One of them has to do with Catholic exorcists who are reporting that they are overwhelmed and overworked. Hmm. And I'll be uh, talking about uh, Franklin Graham talking about how 700 chose Christ at his God Loves You tour in the UK uh, and the details on that. That's a good story to end the podcast with. Yes, indeed. So, all right, well, we'll start with the top story here. Uh, A town in Indiana, they've canceled their so-called family-friendly, I don't know how (laughs) family-friendly a drag show can be, but that's what uh, Jasper, Indiana called it uh, a family-friendly drag show uh, but it drew so much scorn on social media thanks to libs of tiktok the city decided to scrub the event altogether so it was called pride in the park now the uh, the umbrella event like a celebration during pride month is still going on but the headlining drag show uh, has been canceled the so the dubois county pride committee uh, they were scheduling it or had scheduled it and they were slating uh, for it to take place june 24th in in Jasper, Indiana, uh, but news of the show, which was quote open for all ages, uh, took off on social media thanks to the viral Twitter account that we've talked about many, many times here, uh, Libs of TikTok, uh, and they decided to cancel it. So the flyer that was uh, posted for the show uh, read, these professional entertainers cannot wait to put put on a pride-filled show for you all. Tips are not required but are greatly appreciated by the entertainers because drag is not cheap, so make sure to bring some cash. Uh, The flyer encouraged patrons to, quote, stick around after the show to take pictures with, quote, the girls, which of course drag queens, so it's men dressed up as as women. Uh, and they repeated on the flyer and then uh, on the description of the event that it is open for all ages and is family friendly. Uh, so at the time of uh, the, our story's publication, which is up on faithwire.com, uh, the libs of TikTok post had garnered more than 3,000 likes and over 1,000 retweets. So yesterday evening, Wednesday evening, 
seemingly in response to the negative attention that uh, it garnered on social media, the city decided to cancel the event altogether. So they posted on Facebook, we regretfully announced that due to safety and security concerns, the family-friendly drag performance planned for Pride in the Park has been canceled. Uh, This decision was jointly made by the city of Jasper, one Dubois County, and the Dubois County Pride Committee. While the Dubois County Pride Committee is disappointed by this development, we are in no way deterred. Our mission to promote and advocate love and equality remains steadfast. So there were clearly plenty of people uh, on the left who are upset over the show's cancellation. Some people commented on the the Facebook post by the committee writing, uh, sad that some bad eggs ruined it for everyone. Jasper needs this inclusivity. In response, the committee said, agreed, inclusivity is the reason for this event. We hope to see you there. Uh, Another person said, what safety concerns is there outside of any other concerns of a crowd gathering? Uh, Another person replied to that comment saying, they've been bombarded by by harassment from bigots and Nazis, thanks to a hateful Twitter campaign. Uh, so the news of Jasper's now-canceled drag show for all ages, quote-unquote all ages, uh, was part of a what Libs of TikTok called a mega-thread uh, of all of these different events, seemingly targeting children both in schools, uh, in communities, all particularly around, uh, uh, of course, Pride Month. Uh, and this isn't long after uh, it, parents in Pennsylvania actually uh, took to a uh, took to a school board meeting uh, to say that they were outraged when the Gay Straight Alliance, which is hosted and chaired by uh, a French teacher at a public school there in Pennsylvania called Hempfield High School, uh, hosted a drag show event for kids, uh, for young teenagers. And it never even informed parents about it. Uh, So this is part of a trend that's been ongoing now for a while. We've covered it several times uh, before. One of the parents in Pennsylvania, when she spoke out at uh, the the school board meeting, her name is Stacy Hernandez. She said, our schools are are overreaching and indoctrinating our children, talking about the trend across the country, but obviously specifically uh, about Hempfield. She said, it has created confusion and stress in the most vulnerable uh, and called out the school for promoting filth and exploitation of children. So obviously parents were outraged by that. I think what was most, uh, you know, incredible, uh, certainly as Christians that we can take away from that event in particular, uh, was that the parents, a lot of them are believers, and they met before they went into the school board meeting and prayed in front of the administrative building, uh, and then even uh, spoke kindly and and compassionately with some LGBT-identified students uh, and explained themselves, and the the kids received the parents well, uh, and they had a good conversation. But, you know, I think it's important to highlight this story because it's something that's that's becoming more and more commonplace. I mean, Discovery Plus, the streaming platform, has a show that's targeting uh, children uh, by celebrating children in drag. Uh, so this is not something that's going away. It's something that's becoming more and more of an issue. Um, so, but this show was canceled due to the backlash. Obviously, the city is disappointed by the cancellation, uh, but they nevertheless uh, did scrub it from their calendar. So uh, yeah. it's, it's an interesting development. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm just amazed that they, because this is the libs of TikTok, you know, this isn't the only one that they highlighted. There were a yeah, ton a of ton. these events going on around the country. So, you know, you feel like, ah, maybe it's just one crazy community that's all into this stuff. No, like this is happening all over the place. Yeah. And what I don't understand is that it's so obviously sexual in nature. Why are we foisting this sexual 
content on our kids? What what is the need and the desire? Anyone can understand what the problem with with this is if you just put. It's like we need to include sex workers and make sure that that they're in there too. And you had a bunch of cam girls or strippers out in in the schools. Like, what? Why would you do that? Like, it's just. It's beyond disturbing. Aside from the whole LGBT issue, put that aside for a moment. The I, the, the sexual nature of this content is so disturbing. Uh, on that Libs of TikTok thread, there were videos of these events that, that were held, and there were kids dancing and taking money on the stage for gyrating around on the stage, and people, you know, adults giving them money. It's so beyond disturbing and sexualization of kids that... I don't understand how people can possibly, possibly look at this and think it's a good idea. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, inclusive or not. I mean, it's a, it just be, you don't have to include everything, guys. You just don't. I mean, I, I don't understand. It's, I mean, it's, it's news of the cray. I mean, it's, it's very fitting. Well, you know, this is why worldview is so important, right? Yeah. I mean, this started with, a lot of other issues, condoms in schools and Planned Parenthood yep. in schools. I mean, this is not a new frontier. It's the newest bizarre version sort of, of the front, same frontier. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I think that this is why it's so important. We we know what we believe, we understand it, and why we speak out. Because the fact is, if people had spoken out earlier when those other things were happening and done it in the right way, we might not be dealing with this right now. But here we are now. Now we've moved into community drag shows. Right? God forbid yeah. we have a Christian music festival sponsored oh, by the right. town. Or, don't or pray. A, or a Christmas tree. We have to call it a holiday tree, but don't worry. Come over to the, the family-friendly drag show. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolute insanity, but it is, it's a progression from where we've been. And, you know, 10 years ago, we thought things were bad. In five years, if we don't step up, we might be looking back today and thinking these were good times. Yeah. So. And, and I'll, I'll just chime in from your friendly residential homeschooler here and on the podcast of Homes Kids. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, these homeschooling ads are pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like uh, they're they're producing the themselves. I mean, I know I'm biased, but I'm just saying well, at some point you're going to have to make it to, to say, oh, Okay, yeah. enough is enough. I mean, why am I going to keep begging the change when they're doing this? I mean, it's a lost cause in some of these schools. Yeah. Well, I just want to add before we move on to, to the next story. You said this several times. Obviously, the, the number one target here and the problem here is the way that children are being sought after with this sexualization of culture. But I don't think the irony, the sad irony can be overstated that the other main demographic that's hurt by this is women, real women. Uh, yet we continue to, to see it proliferate and, and that argument falls on deaf ears so often. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, so... That brings us into our other, our next story here, which is about racism, which is appropriate in light of what we just talked about. Um, the culture needs an exism, but for real, this, this story is <laughs> it's interesting um, because one of the only, you know, arenas in the faith space that actually monitors and looks at exorcism in terms of numbers is is the Catholic Church, right? And there's lots of debate over the theology of how exorcisms are done, but the reality is they have solid numbers, right? They can tell you how many people have come to a diocese, how many people are asking for help, and they do this annual convention. It's not really a convention. It's more of a training and a meeting at the Vatican. Um, this year, it happened in May. Last month, there were 120 exorcists from around the world who went to the Vatican to share ideas, to learn, um, and to work together. And these, again, are priests who deal specifically with 
you know, possession and exorcism. And the, for the first time, and this is kind of interesting, there is a research firm apparently working through or with the Vatican to assess how these exorcists are doing. How is the craft going? What are they seeing happen? And so you're starting to see information come out from this research. And we've got a great story over at Faithwire that details some of what we're learning. Um, and it turns out Catholic exorcists, they're, reported, uh, they're reporting that they're being overwhelmed, they're overworked, that they have so many requests for spiritual healing um, that they can't really keep up with it. And so that was a really interesting element of the of this story. Now, one of the issues they have is that they have to vet people who come to them. If you go and say, look, I think I'm possessed, I think I'm dealing with demons, their first step is to give a psychological examination, right? To go and see, okay, is this person dealing with something spiritual? Is it something mental? And they talked about needing more help, these exorcists from psychologists, that they don't have enough people to help really delineate between those who are suffering from mental versus spiritual afflictions and apparently some of these exorcists are dealing with like 30 to 50 people a day that they have to vet and go through um, and this sort of follows this general trend you know there may be some people who are skeptical about demons does this still exist is this still going on uh, well the requests are pouring in and this is not just something we're seeing in the catholic realm it's all across um, Christianity, you're seeing Protestants talk about this as well. Um, and a lot of churches are not really equipped to deal with it. So they have this conference, they're getting this information. Um, and just so people understand, you know, possession, obviously, you know, we see, we've seen the movies, the spinning heads, the pea soup spewing out of people's <laughs> mouths, you know, that that's not necessarily what possession, you know, always is. No, it's like Planned Parenthood. Oh boy, there you go. There you go. <laughs> was, you open the door. You open the door for me. I had to walk right in. I'm I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll shut up now. Cultural exorcism, part two, Planned Parenthood. Um, but you know, it's generally it's generally seen as the overtaking of a person's body, their abilities. We see this throughout Scripture in the New Testament. Jesus healing people, Paul healing people who are afflicted. Um, in this way. Now, there's again, there's a lot of controversy around it. But but as you sort of dig into these details, the fact that they don't have enough resources is very. Um, interesting to me. And the fact that they're doing this event every year, a few years back, they actually invited non-Catholics in for the first time ever. I think it was 2019. And it was really interesting because you had people coming from all of these different Christian denominations and sharing what they were seeing. I guess the Vatican felt the issue was so pervasive that they needed to understand how other Christians were dealing with this. Um, and so, again, I mentioned the 30 to 50 people a day. That's a lot of people to go through, and it creates a lot of constraint for these priests who want to do the right thing. They want to make sure they're vetting people um, properly. And there was also some findings of isolation that some of these exorcists felt really isolated in the work um, that they were doing. And so so a lot of interesting details there, um, but we've covered a number of stories about this. There was a priest we covered um, who's apparently going to be doing a daily exorcism ritual on Russian President Vladimir Putin. <laughs> we had that story that we talked about. Um, but last summer, there was a big story that made international headlines out of Italy. This 28-year-old woman who apparently went through a nine-hour exorcism. Um, that story is one that has, has, again, been in mainstream outlets. We've seen a number of these stories in recent years, and people can debate whether they think it's mental or spiritual, uh, but there's something going on here. And the problem is so large, or at least the perception of this problem is so large that you've got a lot of people um, really flocking to their pastors and their priests asking for help. So lots to consider there, but check the story out to read a little bit more about some of the findings. Leave it to you to find all the demons. I'm just kidding. Uh, but that is, uh, it is something as we've talked about on this podcast a lot and 
Um, you know, the things we see in the world from a, like you said earlier, Billy, on the worldview, worldviews matter. And when we see things, you know, that are, um, evil, I mean, you have to consider this because as the Bible says, we are in a spiritual war. I mean, it's not just, you know, good people out there, you know, sometimes making bad choices. No, this is a spiritual warfare. The devil is on the prowl looking to devour people. And, um, and so I think we have to take that seriously as Christians. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Look, I think the, the primary, like at, at, at the root, all of these battles that we deal with, they may look at the top, like we're just saying the, the tip of the iceberg, and it looks like it's a political battle or a cultural battle. But at the root, all of these are spiritual battles, right? When we're separated from God, uh, we lose our sense of identity. We lose our sense of purpose because all of that is found in Christ because uh, God is the the one who created us and he's the only one who knew us before we were yeah. even born. Uh, so we find our identity all in God. Uh, and when we're, when we're, you know, drifting about and, and, and severing our relationship with God, I think all kinds of problems, you know, occur. And yeah. I think that's what we're seeing more than anything. So we need to be as Christians aware that that's where the problem originates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, there's just no neutrality. I think when you are not seeking God, when you're not pursuing God, when you're not, as it says in Proverbs, like pursuing wisdom, looking for, you know, the basically the wisdom that will guide you, you will fall into foolishness. You will fall into yeah. wickedness. You will fall into evil. You will fall into all of these things. You you can't, I think there's this false view out there that you can just sort of, well, I mean, I'm just kind of this agnostic and I, and I think, you know, the God idea is nice and, but I'm not sure like you're either for or against, there is no in between. You're either, you know, for or against. And I think it's very clear. And um, yeah, like we we're saying, I think, you know, to Billy's story, when 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 you open yourself up to this stuff, I mean, it's unfortunately it happens where you can allow yourself to be given over to these evil, you know, forces of wickedness. So um, it's probably more common than we realize yeah. that, that, you know, the blindness the Bible talks about. Right. When you give yourself over. Oh, um, I think 100%. we're seeing that culturally right now. 100 percent. 100 percent. All right. Well, thanks for that one, Billy. And um, we will head into our last story of the day, which is the exact opposite of that, which is people coming to Christ. And this is through uh, Franklin Graham's God Loves You tour in the UK last month. Of course, Franklin Graham, president and CEO of the Billy Graham Evangel Evangelistic Association, easy for me to say, and of course, Samaritan's Purse. And he was in Liverpool, Newport, Sheffield, sharing the good news of the gospel uh, of Christ. And so they said that um, they were partnering with more than 2,000 churches across the UK to work together to help uh, make this tour uh, go off. About 11,000 people gathered during this three-day event, and they say at least 700 people responded when asked to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, um, which is fantastic. And you consider this, um, well, I'll just read this quote here from the UK director uh, that was helping with the event. He said, there's a real sense that we're here for this time and what Franklin was talking about, we feel very similarly that God has stepped in and this is a key time for the proclamation of the gospel, especially emerging out of the pandemic and the results from the pandemic. You know, emerging from that, we feel very much not only that we have an opportunity, but we can encourage other churches to take the opportunity to proclaim the gospel boldly and clearly. And of course, I mean, this is interesting too, because I mean, you know that 
uh, Franklin Graham has has received criticism from the UK before, you know, LGBT activists, you know, talking about his views on marriage. Uh, they called him a hate preacher uh, and uh, they, they took down um, signs that were going to promote this tour at some point. They it was so a controversy, quote unquote, um, and uh, they released a statement from the association after those signs uh, promoting this event were criticized. Said there's nothing offensive in these advertisements. The objection is to is to Reverend Franklin Graham and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association based on our Christian beliefs. Unfortunately, this opposition is familiar and predictable. So the the tour is going to continue, guys, on July 16th back in London. Uh, Graham will share a message of hope. And along with it, quote, an exciting evening of live music from C.C. Winans and Michael W. Smith. So um, so there you go. Franklin Graham out there, um, you know, the legacy of his, his father pro- proclaiming the gospel and doing it in, uh, around the world. So great to see that. Great to see people responding because, you know, for as lost as our country is getting, I think the U.K. is probably even a step ahead of us on that front. I mean, we mm-hmm. covered on Faithwire and CBN um I remember recently a street preacher over there that got arrested yeah. for for just literally just preaching the gospel out loud and they're calling it hate speech because he was reading a verse on homosexuality. So um, so yeah, so great to see that. Great to see God doing uh, work throughout the world. You know, I think the UK and Canada in some senses are kind of a, a predictor of of where the United yeah. States is often going. We're just like, like you said, we're just a couple steps behind them. But um, uh, we shouldn't get this false, uh, yeah. <laughs> false sense of comfortability, like we're not heading in the same direction. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's that, that whole case that you brought up uh, of discrimination and the way... Um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Franklin Graham were tweet, yeah. treated uh, is really interesting. And I was just reading up on it again. And CBN News has a, a, a story from back in, in 2021, uh, last year, when, when the ruling came down, the, the judge actually ruled that Franklin Graham was discriminated against mm. um, by Blackpool's council in the UK uh, that had those ads that you're talking about pulled uh, and said uh, the judge Uh, said that the council cared more about not displeasing the LGBTQ community than about religious freedom uh, when it banned Graham from uh, preaching during uh, preaching the gospel during the event. So uh, super interesting. And I I think what's cool is that Graham used that platform, even a lawsuit like that uh, to promote the gospel because he was then he did several uh, local interviews. He did one with BBC News uh, and he said, I want people to know that God loves them. We have trials and storms that we go through in life, but Jesus Christ is our anchor. If we put our faith and trust in him, we will get us. He will get us through those storms of life. He loves us and cares for us. So uh, regardless of, of what you think there, where you fall, whatever, uh, I think it's great that Franklin Graham used the platform that he's been given to promote the gospel. And it's just a good example of what it means to be a wise steward mm. um, of the the platform that God has given to each of us, no matter what it looks like, big, small, or somewhere in between. God's given us all a certain level of influence, and we have to be wise stewards of it. Um, and I think it's, it's commendable that Graham was such a wise steward of his platform, uh, even through that lawsuit that he got local yeah. interviews and he used it to promote the gospel. And it's like you said, it's still going on and, and praise God for yeah. that. No, that's, that's a good point because he could be very comfortable and cozy, you know, doing his thing here in America and not, and not um, facing a lot of these same 
problems that he would face. He could just not deal with the hassle and be perfectly fine here. Um, yeah. So I think it's commendable that he's going to, he keeps doing it and he keeps uh, uh, going where he feels like God is leading him to go and um, trusting, well, trusting God with the results there. Yeah. And I think too, it's easy to, particularly when you're somebody like Franklin Graham, who obviously his priority is the gospel, but he's also weighed in on some political stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it would be easy um, to go for the low-hanging fruit by by just kind of being really dogmatic and using these interviews to go after the government and to make <clears throat> and to make political points. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily even be wrong to do that, uh, but he chose not to do that, and he chose instead to highlight the gospel. And I think that shows that shows good restraint and discipline. So anyway, it's just a good story, and, yeah. and obviously it's great to see the fruit of that labor with seven hundred people at the beginning of this tour already coming to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good place to, uh, it's a good place to end the podcast on a positive note today. Um, and as always, I want you to head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget, as I mentioned at the top, we got that rebrand coming. Uh, we're excited about that. We'll explain more about that in the coming days. And, and as that happens, um, looking forward to have you on this journey with us as the podcast grows and the reach expands. So, God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. See you then.